we certainly uh, want to finish uh, a thought topic uh, that we started on last week. Um, if the Lord says the same, if the Lord be my helper, amen, as the old folk would say, and we ought to continue to say today, uh, finish the work, finish the work, a clarion call. Amen. This is a clarion call to the body of Christ. This is not everybody's work. Amen. But this is the work that God has called us to do. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that have sent me while it is day. For the nighttime cometh when no man can work. Amen. So there is a specific amount of time. Amen. In which we have to do what God has called us to do. Amen. And we don't want to be in the marketplace standing idle. Amen. You all remember the scripture where he went the third, the sixth, the ninth and the eleventh hour. And that's the mercy of God. He didn't have to go. He went in the eleventh hour and asked them, why are you standing here idle? in the marketplace. They said, no man have hired us. He said, go into the vineyard and work and whatever's right, I'm going to pay. Come on, somebody. My God, if there's ever a payroll that I want to be on, I want to be on the payroll of God. Come on, somebody. My God. So we have to finish the work. This is a clarion call. Clarion call. You might ask that question. What is a clarion call? A clarion call is defined, defined as a very clear message or instruction about what action is needed. It's a very clear message or instruction about what action is needed. Somebody said, write the vision and make it plain. Come on, somebody. And without a vision, the people will do what? My God. Certainly, David, when he got ready to fight and go against men uh, that came against him, uh, he had those men that gathered. And there was a certain group of men called the men of Issachar. And it was said of those individuals, uh, the men of Issachar had a perfect understanding of the times and knew what Israel ought to do. Come on, somebody. My God, uh, we're praying and asking God to give us a perfect understanding of the times. We have gone through the entire book of Revelation. I don't I can't say we have a perfect understanding, but we got a real good understanding of uh, what we're facing and what's going to happen, what's transpiring, come on somebody, and how it's going to end. My God, uh, we're asking God for a perfect understanding of the times and he will give us what we are to do. Come on somebody. The men of Issachar had a perfect understanding of the times and knew what Israel Ought to do. There's a lot of people today. They don't know what to do. My God. In that discourse, uh, Matthew, uh, the 24th chapter, they call it the Olivet Discourse, 
When Jesus told them there won't be one stone turned upon another, they said, Master, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? My God, when, what are the signs and when will be the end of the world? My God, that was the order they asked him, but he answered them starting with the signs. He did not answer them in the order that they asked the question. He started out with the signs. He said, take heed that no man deceive you. Come on, somebody. Take heed that no man, you know, uh, Jesus said they prophesy in my name, but I have not sent them. So that man may have the title of prophet, apostle, bishop, pastor, minister, evangelist, you know somebody, but I'm so glad Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and a stranger they will not follow, amen, take heed that no man deceive you, my God, and we certainly know deception is the order of the day. Uh, you would think and you never would have thought that we would come to a time where people don't even know who the legitimate uh, duly elected president of the United States. They, they can't tell you. Not everybody don't know. <laughs> My God, uh, that President Biden is the duly elected president of the United States. People's minds are deceived, my God. And it's not by happenstance, uh, it's by design. Amen, God is very intentional. He's very intentional when it comes unto us, and it comes unto his bride, his church, and the end of this world, my God. And we see it unfolding right before our very eyes, my God. When we think about uh, the earthquake in Morocco and we think about the floods that are in uh, Libya and, and so much death and destruction that's going on in Ukraine and all over the world and all of these things happening, my God, we see the wrath of God. The Bible tells us to gather together, O nation not desired, gather together before the wrath of the Lord. My God, hallelujah, it's time for us to come together as the church and be on one accord and with one accord and be about our father's business. Finish the work, my God. We have a work to do. We must occupy until he returns. Amen? Amen. And that's what we want to talk about tonight, this clarion call. Amen. Clear, very clear instruction. Amen. Uh, a message about what action is needed. All right, uh, let me remind you, let's go back to John 4, 31 through 38. This is where we got our thought here. Jesus speaks of a spiritual harvest, amen, a spiritual harvest that the natural eye cannot see, amen, a spiritual harvest that the natural eye cannot see. All right, it says in John 4 and 31, in the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him saying, Master, eat. 
But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore, or since this is a fact, said the, the disciples one to another, have any man brought aught to eat? Jesus said unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that have sent me and to finish his work. That's our thought. Come on, somebody. I esteem it more highly than my necessary bread, my God, to finish his work. Look what he says. Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Uh, don't say, well, you know, so many days, and we know that the Lord is coming back, but it's not yet. Don't listen. Don't don't try to you know day trade this thing. You know we have what call what we call day traders on the market, and they they guess the market when they they buy when it's low, and when things go up, they'll they'll sell right away. Amen. Day traders, you know, uh, and you're not going to be able to do that when it comes to spiritual things because you're not going to know. Come on, somebody. They are spiritually discerned. Matter of fact. Jesus said, no man knows the hour, neither man nor angel. I'm coming at a time when you think not. So don't say there are yet four months and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes. Now, not your natural eyes, but your spiritual eyes and look on the fields for they are white already to harvest. Come on, somebody. You can't see this with your natural eye. You need to see this. You ought to have a, a discerning spirit that you know that the Lord is soon to come. My God, the day and time in which we live and so many things that are happening. And I'm so glad we have the comfort in knowing. He said a thousand will fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes will thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. God's wrath is being poured out on this earth. Saints, we are witnessing the dismantling of this world as we know. My God, my God, as our enemies are coming together, banding together against us, China and Russia, North Korea and Russia. Come on, somebody. My God, Iran and Iraq and Russia banding together. We're sitting up here fighting among ourselves. Mm. I mean, if, if you just, you know, I, I don't want to go political on this thing, but if you just see uh, the division, Kevin McCarthy's got a gun held to his head by his own political party. Remember what I'm saying? Led by Donald Trump uh, to impeach President Biden. Don't have nothing to impeach him over. Now, as our enemies are banding together, here we are fighting ourselves. You're talking about a looming shutdown of the government and we're carried away with uh, just crazy, crazy, crazy things. My God, we're certainly in trouble. All right. The harvest is right already to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto eternal life. Look at that. 
There is a time of harvest and we're in that time right now. God is saving souls. This is the 11th. I believe this is the 11th hour. Why are you standing? And listen, we are his mouthpiece in the earth. Did you hear what I said? When he went out the third, the sixth, the ninth, and the 11th hour, we are his mouthpiece. Why are you standing here idle? Where are you going to spend eternity? My God, you can ask the rich man that. Hmm. The man was so rich, he said, you know what? I'm going to tear down my barns and I'm going to make bigger barns. And the scripture said, thou fool, tonight your soul is going to be required of you. And what's going to happen? Oh, that, come on, somebody. Made a physical preparation, but failed to prepare spiritually. Where are you going to spend eternity? My God, in heaven or in hell? My God. In each and every one of us, we are the mouthpiece of God. Amen. He sent the 70. My God, and they came back excited. Said, even the devils are subject unto us because of thy name. Jesus said, listen, don't get excited. My God, uh, because the uh, devil is, is subject unto you, I saw him fall as lightning. He ain't nothing. Get excited that your name, come on somebody, anybody glad that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life? Come on somebody. Aren't you glad that you're, he called us friend? My God. Scripture says, and now that you know God and are known of God, it's important that you know him and he knows you. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. There were those that said, Lord, we know you. How do I know that you know me? Well, we heal the sick in your name and we cast out devils in your name. And what did Jesus say? Depart from me. <laughs> You may have known me, but I, I never knew you. Ah, oh, my God. So it's important that we know his name and more importantly, that he knows us. Be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Come on, somebody. And look what he says. And he that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. My God. And here is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to do what? Reap that whereupon ye bestowed no labor. Other men labored, ye are entered into their labors. Come on, somebody. One can plant, another can water, but God is the only one, come on somebody, that can give the increase. Pray for, pray ye therefore to the uh, Lord of the harvest that he will send willing workers into his 
This is his vineyard. Come on, somebody. My God, this is his harvest. Amen. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad he has included me. My God, and I've made up my mind for God I live and for God I'll die. My God, and if I die, let me die. And when he calls me, I want to be what? Somewhere working for the Lord. A clarion call to the church, a very clear message or instruction about what action is needed. My God, saints, we must finish his work. My God, I want each and every one of us to get this clear message. We're not going to just sit around here and waltz into heaven. Amen. But there is a work for each and every one of us to do. All right. Let's go to Matthew 28 and 19. Hopefully everyone has your Bible. Uh, this is not a multitasking Bible class where you're working out and listening to the word or you're watching TV and listening to the word. Amen. This is Bible class. Take this hour, this two hours, however long it may be. Uh, if the Lord tarries, amen, and uh, get your Bible, get your word, read along with us. This is Bible study, amen. Uh, this is uh, the rock that is higher than I, amen. When my heart is overwhelmed, take me to the rock. My God, God's word that will sustain me, keep me, give me what I need. Come on, somebody. And he'll bring to your remembrance whatsoever he has taught you. That re, that uh, remember has that prefix re, Latin prefix on it. That means to bring back. Come on, somebody. The Holy Ghost must be fed so he can bring it back when you need it. Amen. We all remember uh, um, Elder uh, Johnny James said, uh, get all you can, can all you get, and sit on your can. Come on, somebody. Get all you can, can all you get, and sit on your can. God said, and I will bring back to your remembrance whatsoever I have taught you. Amen. Your Holy Ghost must be fed. Amen. And when the Holy Ghost is fed, when you need it, he will bring it back. Come on, somebody. Uh, John 14, 26. And the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. My God. Start right there. He said he's going to bring it back to your remembrance. This is Bible class. Time to feed your spirit. All right, Matthew 28 and 19 says, And go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. God has commanded us and given us authority to make more disciples. Come on, somebody. He that winneth souls must be wise. Uh, if a man lacketh wisdom, let him ask God. Come on, somebody. My God, what is truth? Thy word. When there's so much 
um, uh, fake news. Come on, somebody. So much falsehood, heresy, false doctrine. Come on, somebody. It's time to sit at the feet of Jesus and be given instruction what we are to do. Come on, somebody. My God. So he commanded us uh, to make more disciples. The Bible lets us know that every command of God is given, uh, not that we uh, might pick and choose. Come on, somebody. Every commandment is given that we might obey him. Amen. Come on, somebody. Uh, you all remember when uh, the two, Peter and John, was at the Sanhedrin court and they beat them, come on, somebody, and told them, don't you speak of this thing anymore. Amen. And what did they say? Who are we to obey? You or God? Come on, somebody. Sometimes this thing will cost you something. Come on, somebody. My God, yes, salvation is free, but it's going to cost you something. Make you uncomfortable sometimes. Gives you anxiety sometimes. Come on, somebody. Get a little nervous. My God. But without faith, we have to supply God the faith that we can do all things through Christ Jesus that strengthens each and every one of us. My God, Acts 5 and 32, it says, and we are his witnesses of these things. And so is also the Holy Ghost who God hath given to them that obey him. Come on somebody, we are the witnesses. Who better to give a reference? Uh, who better to give uh, a testimony than those individuals that have been recipients of his love, of his mercy? My God, those that have been redeemed. We have a, a song that the angels can't sing. I've been redeemed, how? By the blood of the lamb, amen? So he gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey him. My God, who should we believe? You or God? If we're going to receive anything from the Lord, he, don't, he only gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey him. Come on, somebody. What did he say? Go back and wait. Until you be endowed with the, the power, the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. My God. What if they didn't go back? They never would have received the Holy Ghost. What if you were tarrying and you didn't believe that there was a Holy Ghost? You wouldn't receive anything. You can't receive the Holy Ghost if you don't believe that there is a Holy Ghost. Why would you wait on something that you don't believe exists? Terry means to wait. Come on, somebody. Faith, repentance, and faith toward him. Two things that are required, and he'll fill you with his spirit right where you're sitting right now. Come on, somebody. A repented heart and faith toward him. Peter, when he went to the house of Cornelius and the Holy Ghost fell, he said, can these uh, yet forbid water? 
God forbid, come on somebody. And straightway, what did he do? He baptized them. Yes, they were baptized after they received the Holy Ghost. But in order to receive the Holy Ghost, they had a repentant heart and they had faith toward God. And God filled them while Peter was yet speaking. My God, God gives the Holy Ghost to them that obey him. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. And he'll receive nothing from God. If we're going to receive instruction from the Lord, we have to obey him. We have to believe him. Come on, somebody. I can do all things among somebody. Greater is he that is in me than he that is against me. Jesus said, I know the thoughts that I think toward you and their thoughts of peace. My God, we're living in a time now where, you know, things are getting tough. And when things get tough, people go to backing up. Oh, no, he gets no pleasure in a drawback spirit. Come on, somebody. My God. But we must keep going forward. There's a work for us to do. We must finish his work. Come on, somebody. We can't stop now. We can't stop now, and we must obey him. Amen. All right. Um, Romans 10. We have been given the commandment to make more disciples. It's so important. That we know God and God knows us. Come on, somebody. Romans 10, 14 and 50. 15, I'm sorry. I believe we called this scripture before. He said, and how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? Or how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except he be sent? Except they be sent. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Come on, somebody. God-given, God-inspired ministry is what the world need today. Come on, somebody. They that call upon him, they're going to be saved. But how can they call upon him in whom they've not heard? Come on, somebody. And how can they hear without a preacher? And how can the preacher preach except he be sent? My God. And look at this. Um, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. How appreciative we ought to be and how appreciative the sinner ought to be. Come on, somebody. To hear, my God, the plan of salvation. Anybody remember when you first heard it? More than likely, you rejected it. You may not have been ready. Oh, well, you thought you wasn't ready anyway. Come on, somebody. But what did he do? With loving kindness, what did he do? He drew you. My God, aren't you glad God's spirit strove with you? Aren't you glad he beckoned you? Aren't you glad he kept calling you? And you yielded to that call of God. My God, what a mighty God we serve. 
And now that we're here, God has going to use us. We're his mouthpiece. We're his representative to the world. And he has commanded us, amen, to make more disciples. Amen. All right. Second Corinthians five and five. Second Corinthians five. Now he that had wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also hath given unto us, it's the earnest, it's the down payment of the spirit. We have another building eternal in the heavens. Come on, somebody. Did you know that the Holy Ghost is a down payment? Anybody remember the euphoria that you felt? When the Holy Ghost came in and you heard yourself speak in other tongues, can you imagine that just being a down payment among somebody? In his presence is the fullness of joy, and at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Come on, somebody. We just got the down payment. That's the earnest, and I, I'm so glad we got it. Come on, somebody. You know, uh, people, when you get ready for a transaction, they want a down payment. They want a deposit. They want to know that you're serious. Back in the day, they used to call it earnest money. And that's the scripture is referring to. We have the earnest of the spirit. The Holy Ghost is a down payment of greater things to come. My God. Amen. We have another building. It's eternal in the heavens. Come on, somebody. My God, we have a down payment of being in the presence. Come on, some of the euphoria that we're going to feel when we get in the very presence of God. Amen. The Bible says there's one Lord. This is Ephesians 4 and 5. There's one Lord. There's one faith. And there's one baptism. Come on, somebody. And if we don't have it, <laughs> somebody else do. You hear what I said? The scripture says there's one Lord, there's one faith, and there's one baptism. I'm glad we got it. There's no doubt in my mind. Somebody said, well, how do you know he's alive? I feel him in my hands and I can feel him in my feet. When I woke up this morning, I had no doubt. Come on, somebody. My God. And if you need to stir it up, just start calling that name Jesus. My God. You can't call on that name and, and for something not to happen. My God. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. My God. And they can run into it. And they are safe. My God. When's the last time you run into that strong tower? My God. Each and every one of us. God has saved us. He's given the, us the down payment. My God. And we um, are to then go into the vineyard and work. Working out our soul salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not fearing him. He's my friend. My fear is he returns and my work is yet 
undone. Hmm. Come on, somebody. My God. All right, Ephesians 4, 1 through 6. We are the only church of God in Christ. Look what it says. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you do what? Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. Do it with all lowliness, meekness, with long suffering. We need to forbear one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit of the bond of peace. This is going to be a fight. There is one body and one spirit, even as you are called in the hope of your calling. There's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. And what is his name? Jesus. Come on, somebody. My God. We are the only church of God in Christ. <laughs> My God. And if we don't have him, somebody else do. I'm on somebody. My God. I'm so glad I can find myself in this Bible. I thought it was ingenious when somebody put on the map, you are here. You ever looked at a map and you're still lost? If you're looking at a map and you don't see yourself on the map, what good does the map do you? Even if you see where you're going, this is where I want to go. But where am I on the map? Am I here, 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 or here? Come on, somebody. If I'm above my target, I need to go south. If I'm below my target, I need to go north. But somebody uh, had a real smart idea and put the red dot on the map. You are here. My God, I think that's more... Uh, more information <laughs> uh, sometimes than uh, where you're trying to get to. Come on, somebody. I'm so glad I can look in the Bible. I can look in God's word and see I am here. Come on, somebody. My God, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the very gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. I'm so glad when I look in the word, I see myself in the body of Christ. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, my God, one God and father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Come on, somebody. What's his name? Jesus, come on, somebody, my God. We certainly thank God. Acts 3 and 8, here's Nicodemus coming to Jesus by night. What did he tell Nicodemus? The wind bloweth where it listeth. Thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So it is with everyone that is born of the spirit. So it is with everyone that is born of the spirit. 
Come on, somebody. You must be baptized in his name and you must be filled with his spirit. Come on, somebody. My God, we didn't see it come in the room. We didn't see it enter into you. We didn't see it leave the room, but we saw the effects of it. That's what he was saying. Don't get excited, Nicodemus, when I say that you must be born again. Marvel not that I say unto you that you must be born again. You've had your natural birth. I'm talking about a spiritual birth. Come on, somebody. My God, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we are the ones that are called and uh, um, equipped, anointed, and appointed and commanded to finish his work. Nobody else. And if we don't do it, who will? Finish his work. Having therefore obtained help of God. Come on somebody. The songwriter say, just ask the Savior to help you. <laughs> My God, strengthen and keep you. Jesus will carry you through. Just ask the Savior. My God, those old songs that will put meat on your bones. Come on, somebody. It ain't no Taco Bell. That's some, some black-eyed peas and cornbread. Comfort, strengthen, and keep you. Jesus, he's willing. My God. Jesus will carry you through. Bum, 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 just, mm. My God. We are the ones. Paul said, if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. My God. All right, let's go to John 20 and 15. How this message was ignored by the early messengers. The early message of the resurrected Jesus. John 20, the gospel according to John 20, 15. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him hence, tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary. My God, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, being interpreted master, which is to say master. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my father and to your father and to my God and to your God. Come on, somebody. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. My God, they were all hidden and afraid. Come on, somebody. But Mary Magdalene was one of the early messengers. 
Come on, somebody. Uh, the disciples were in disbelief and they were in fear. Come on, somebody. Can you tell of the resurrected Jesus Christ? You know, people are going to ask you, well, how do you know he, he's alive and he's well? Come on, somebody. My God, I'm so glad we have the down payment, the earnest of the spirit. I'm so glad he's placed his indelible mark upon our lives. Come on, somebody. Anybody glad you belong to God and God belongs to you? Come on, somebody. My God. When he filled you with his spirit, you heard yourself speak. My God. And he placed a, a mark that cannot be erased, that even the devil will have to stand back and take notice. They said of Peter and John, they are ignorant men, <laughs> but they took notice that they've been with Jesus. Come on, somebody. My God, somebody may not be impressed by your PhD or your master's or your doctorate or whatever, but as long as they take notice, you've been with Jesus, you're going to be all right. Come on, somebody. My God. And God will give you boldness to stand. And even after the beating and ask the question, who should we obey? God or man? My God. Each and every one of us, we must be about the Father's business. We are the ones. Come on, somebody. The church of God in Christ. Come on, somebody. We have the methods. My God. Uh, we have the laying on the hands of the presbytery. Come on, somebody. Said that we're going to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. My God. We have the baptisms of the Baptist church baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. Ain't nobody got it but us. This commandment is unto us. My God. Each and every one of us, we must be determined. I must be about the Father's business. I must finish his work. The clarion call. Come on, somebody. That first scripture that we started out with, the disciples went to the city to get food. And that's when Jesus spoke to the woman at the well. Come on, somebody. And God put in motion a harvest that was coming because all of those souls were coming. The disciples didn't know. And when they came now, listen, they went to the town and came back with food and didn't tell nobody. My God, if the salt has lost its savor, what good are we for? If God can't use me to tell somebody else, you know, it's hard being a quiet about something that you're excited about. Oh, yeah. My God. I mean, if the Lord be my helper on next uh, month. I will become a grandfather. It's hard not sharing that. And not only did it make you feel old, but you get excited. Come on, somebody. My goodness. My daughter is, my baby is having a baby. <laughs> I'm going to be a grandfather. You know, things that you're excited about, you know, they own your mind and they own the tip of your tongue. And somehow they just come out. 
Hmm. Anybody excited about Jesus? Anybody excited that your name is written in heaven? Come on, somebody. My God, you ought to be excited so that it comes out in your conversation. Somebody need to know who Jesus is. All right. Let's look at Luke 24, 44. He spoke to them that were on the Emmaus road. Amen, somebody. And he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the laws of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. And they, oh, and then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem and ye are witnesses of these things. My God, what is the message, the death, the burial, and what would be that if we didn't have the resurrection among somebody? If he didn't get up, we're yet in our sins. If he didn't get up, what we have preached is in vain, is a lie, come on somebody. My God, if he didn't get up, all those that have gone on before are perished. My God. But he got up and declared all power in heaven and in earth. My God belongs unto me. Come on, somebody. And that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations. What is that name? Jesus. Come on, somebody. Beginning at Jerusalem, and ye are my witnesses of these things. My God. And if he's alive in you, we ought to share that same burden. I got to tell somebody about this resurrected Jesus. He's alive and well and he's dwelling on the inside of me. Come on, somebody. My God. Each and every one of us. We ought to tell somebody. Everybody you come in contact with ought to know about this man, Jesus. It ought to be on the tip of your tongue. It ought to be in your thought. Come on, somebody. It ought to be in your speech. Some, some kind of way. It ought to come out. Come on, somebody. My God. It's just uh, running across my mind. Next month, I will also have a birthday on October 10th. It's coming to my mind. And, you know, it will uh, come out of my uh, conversation. Not that I'm so excited about it, but it's a fact. Amen. It's a fact that God in Christ, our one, come on somebody, he's the resurrected Jesus. 
and he's dwelling on the inside of me. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Come on, somebody. My God, are you excited about it? My God, can you tell the world about it? Can you be like the woman at the well? Ran back to the city and brought the multitude. The disciples brought nobody but, but food. And that's when Jesus said, I have food that you don't even know. You don't even know of. I must finish his work. Don't look at the fields and say they're yet for months. It is God that calls the times and the seasons. Come on, somebody. It's like, well, it's bad, but it ain't got too bad. And, you know, I don't know if the Lord's coming. Now, listen, the Lord might come for the church. He might come for you. Oh, come on. oh, well, you know, I don't think he ready. There's too many unsaved people around here. I think we got a little bit more time. Listen, he might come for you. Tonight. Come on, somebody. Your soul is going to be required of you. Come on, somebody. My God. That's why. There ought to be an urgency of now. We must finish his work. Amen. I believe in, in, if you go back to the Olivet Discourse in Matthew 24, he said, until this gospel be preached unto all the nations, then shall the end come. This thing has to get out. My God, everybody's going to be given an opportunity to be saved. And then God said, I'll have mercy on whom I will. My God. Uh, there was a time that um, the saints, they wouldn't play marbles because they said, the scripture said, marble not. Remember somebody didn't have much education, didn't have much uh, knowledge, didn't know how to read. Remember somebody, my God. Uh, but they did everything that they knew to do. Remember somebody. Most of them probably knew the Ten Commandments, and that's maybe about it. So God said, "I'm going to have mercy." upon whom I will. Amen. So don't be sitting around talking about, well, I, you know, uh, I'm doing more than they did. Sometimes we, we have a, a hard time comparing ourselves with other folk and think, well, so-and-so is a minister and I'm doing more than he is or she is. I'm on somebody. Hmm. Jesus said, I must work the work of him that have sent me while it is day. I have a work to do. I have a responsibility. I have a calling. I have an anointing. I have an ministry. I have a gift. I have to open my mouth and be a witness of these things. I'm on somebody. My God, if he didn't get up, then we are false witnesses. You know, they, they said, we've we seen him, the resurrected Jesus. 
There were those that seen him. They testified of him. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, blasphemy is the one sin that God said he's not going to forgive. To know who he is and to deny him. Hmm. Come on, somebody. To receive that infilling of the Holy Spirit and hear him speak and he's manifest himself in you and then you turn around and say it didn't exist. There's nothing to this. There's no calling upon my life. God is not real. That's the one sin. He said he is not going to forgive. My God. I'm so glad that he's alive and well and he dwells on the inside of me. Amen. So each and every one of us, we must redeem the time. Look at this. Uh, Colossians 4, 1 through 5. Paul is asking for prayer for his ministry. Has anybody asked for prayer? For your ministry, for your testimony, for your witnessing, get on somebody. Look at this Colossians 4, 1 through 5. Masters, give unto your servants that which is just and equal, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Come on, somebody. Continue in prayer and watch in the same and do it with thanksgiving. With all praying also for us that God will open up unto us a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am in bonds, that I might make manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. My God. Uh, Master, why do you speak to the people in parables? Come on, somebody. He said, I speak to them in parables because for you it is you know the mysteries of Christ, but unto them it is not given. Come on, somebody. Therefore, I must speak to them in parables, but for you, for us, it is given. My God, we ought to know and be able to teach others. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you have need of someone to what? Teach you the ABCs. My God, it's time for us to mature in Christ Jesus. Let's go and pick that scripture up in Hebrews. Let's go to Hebrews uh, 5. Um, and 12. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. 
and are become such that I have need of milk and not of strong meat. Come on, somebody. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Anybody thank God for a spirit of discernment? Sometimes you come in contact with people and, you know, you, something ain't quite right. But, you know, I don't have to take time to figure it out. God has just given me discernment to just avoid that individual. Don't come in agreement with them. Don't go in business with them. Don't partner with them. Because by reason of use, when you stay in this thing, stay in the scriptures, God is going to give you a spirit of discernment. No, that sounds good. <laughs> what did uh, uh, Nat King Cole say? Sounds good. Might be true, but sounds like a lie. <laughs> My God. Um, uh, you, many times you hear some stuff that sounds good. Might be true, but it sounds like a lie. God will give you a a spirit of discernment. I don't ever want verse 12 to be spoken to me. For when the time you ought to be teachers, you need to be able to teach somebody else. You ought to be matured enough to where you could teach. Amen. You have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, not the X, Y, Z's. He said the ABC. You got to go back to the ABC's. Come on, somebody. My God. It's time for us to spiritually mature in Christ and be about the Father's business. Time out for all as well. You know, I, I would tell somebody, but I don't know nothing. Well, learn something. Come on, somebody. My God, tell of your testimony. Get Have some Holy Ghost boldness. Pray for some Holy Ghost boldness. He said, if you be ashamed of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before my father. Come on, somebody. It's time for us to get serious about ministry. The Lord is soon to come. My God, there's a sick and dying world out there. My God, do you see what's happening? Is there an urgency in your spirit? There's no time for us to be laying around, talking about what you're going to do. Be about the Father's business. Open up your mouth. And speak of this man at the well that's healing the sin-sick soul. Come on, somebody. Paul said in Colossians, with all praying also for us, that God will open up a door of utterance. You will say something that will help somebody to speak the mystery of Christ. Why? For us, it is given. To them, it's not given. Why are you speaking to them in parables? Well, unto them it's not given. 
But unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of Christ. My God, that God is a keeper. God is a healer. God is a comforter. God is a fence. He's bread when I'm hungry. He's water when I'm thirsty. He's a bridge over troubled water. Come on, somebody. He's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. My God, we are witnesses of these things. Unto you it is given to speak the mysteries. Come on, somebody. My God. That he will open up a door of utterance to speak the mystery of Christ for which I am also in bonds. Come on, somebody. That I might make it manifest as I ought to speak, walking in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. Amen. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's looking at you. Somebody wants to know if you got the real thing. Oh, come on, somebody. And we don't want to bring a shame to the ministry. Come on, somebody. My God, when we don't have what we say we have. Come on, somebody. My God. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. You have a different walk. You have a different talk. You have a different demeanor. Come on, somebody. You don't sound like the world. You don't look like the world. You don't act like the world. Redeeming the time. Time is short. You don't know, my God, how much time you have. You don't know how much time, how long that spirit is going to strive with the man that God has told you to speak to, to join yourself to that chariot. Come on, somebody, my God. Can he send you, Philip, down to Gaza, to the desert, to speak to the uh, the man of Ethiopia, the black man? Come on, somebody, my God. Understandest thou what thou readest? He said, how can I accept some man Guide me. Come on, somebody. It is time for us to speak the mysteries of Christ. Amen. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Paul reminds us that we're all called to ministry. Second Corinthians 4, 1 and 2. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Come on, somebody. We can stop right there. Therefore, or since this is a fact, seeing that we have this ministry, we have the one Lord, the one faith, the one baptism. Come on, somebody. My God, we're in that church upon this rock. I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Come on, somebody. We have the earnest of the spirit. Did you hear yourself speak? Come on, somebody. If we don't have it, who do? 
Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, it was nothing but the mercy of God that he cut you out of that tree, which was wild by nature. And then what did he do? He grafted you in. My God justified you. Said if the root be holy, then so are the branches. I don't know how ugly I look being grafted into that holy tree, but I'm glad I'm in them. And I'm glad he grafted me in. Come on, somebody. And I'm glad he got me in the palm of my hand and he said, no man can pluck me out. Come on, somebody. Somebody may say, you look ugly in that holy tree. That's all right. <laughs> my God, he grafted me in. My God. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, we receive mercy. We faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully but by manifestation of the truth, con commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God, because the God is the witness. But if the gospel be hid, it is hid to them that lost, in whom the God, the lowercase God, look at that, of this world, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Come on, somebody. My God, it is through the mercy of God that we have obtained the office of ministry. Come on, somebody. The woman at the well had obtained the office of ministry. She said, come see a man. Come on, somebody. My God. They said, now we believe. Not because of your testimony, but we heard him. Your testimony got us out here, but we heard him for ourselves. Come on, somebody. My God. So, besides requiring real consecration, it carries a real responsibility toward every man, both that believe and those that don't. Come on, somebody. My God. As I said, somebody's looking at you. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's recording what you do. People are pondering, getting saved, getting right. And they want to know, do you have the real thing? Come on, somebody. My God. And you're preaching when you're not preaching. You're witnessing when you're, you're being a witness when you're not witnessing. Somebody's watching you. Somebody's observing you. Somebody's listening to you. You don't think they're listening, but they're listening. Come on, somebody. Preachers. Teachers, witnesses must remember that we stand in God's presence. We must not distort God's message. Come on, somebody. To please an audience, to please somebody with tickling uh, 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 ears, you know, uh, preach us unto us smooth things. 
Don't don't say nothing about, you know, homosexuality. You know, don't say nothing about this and don't say nothing about that. And, you know, no. You stand in the presence of God. And God is our witness. Come on, somebody. Lord, I told them what you told me to say. Didn't water it down. Didn't back down. What you gave me, I gave to them. What I have received, I freely given to others. Come on, somebody. I ain't sitting up here telling everybody, well, we all in the same church. No. God said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my singular church. Come on, somebody. My God. Well, you know, there are multiple gods. No, the Bible said there's one Lord. Well, there's multiple ways to be saved. No, he said there's one faith. Well, you know, the baptism in this and that and other, that's okay, you know, but we baptize in the name, but there is another. No, there's one Lord. There's one faith. There's one baptism. My God. I am what God says I am, and I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Jeremiah got upset. He said, I thought I was going to preach a popular message, and I thought I was going to be a popular minister. I thought uh, I would be well received, but the people rejected him. And I am reminded when Samuel began to weep and said, Lord, they're rejecting me. He said, no, Samuel, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. When they rejected Jeremiah's message, they weren't rejecting Jeremiah. He took it personally. And, you know, many times we do. Come on, somebody. But they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. Let God deal with it. He said, if they don't receive it, kick off the dust uh, on the heels of your shoes and let it be a testimony against them. Come on, somebody. My God. Everything is being recorded. They'll have to stand before God. And they'll have to see themselves receiving the truth, being told the truth. And rejecting God. Oh, come on, somebody. The Bible says at that name, Jesus, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. Every atheist, even Ron Reagan. Come on, somebody. Get on TV talking about not afraid of burning in hell. <laughs> Woo! I'm afraid of burning in hell. But not Ron Reagan. He's going to have to stand before God. My God. And when those words hit his ears, he's going to have to acknowledge. Yes, there is a God and his name is Jesus. That's the Bible said at that name, Jesus. He's going to realize that there is a God and his name is Jesus on his way to hell. Oh, it ain't going to be good enough. You just go to hell. No, no, no. 
Everything created is going to acknowledge its creator. On your way to hell, you're going to acknowledge that there's a God and his name is Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's why our message is so urgent. Come on, somebody. My God. Satan blinds the minds of the people. Deception. People's minds are deceived. It's the order of the day. Come on, somebody. It says, whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. They're blinded by Satan. My God, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. My God, if this gospel is hid, if it's hid in us, it is hid to them that are lost. What an awesome responsibility we have because we preach not ourselves. It's not me. I'm on somebody. But it's the God that lives within me. Come on, somebody. What is this ministry? So uh, the Bible says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. It became flesh. Come on, somebody and dwelt among us. God said, I'm going to give you pastors after my own heart. Jeremiah 315. Uh, Romans 10 and 13. He said, they that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How can they call upon him whom they have not heard? How can they hear without a preacher? How can the preacher preach except he be sent? Come on, somebody. All right. Second Corinthians 4 and 12 calls us the body of Christ. All right. So God gives us pastors. Amen. It is then given to the body of Christ. Amen. And when it's given to the body of Christ, it flows to the world. My God, because we are his witnesses of these things. God given, God anointed, God inspired ministry. I'm on somebody. Seeing we have this ministry, come on somebody. We faint not. As we have received mercy. And my God, if we don't have it, who do? I hate to think that we don't have it. Come on, somebody. Let's look at John 7 37. Look what he says on the last day of the feast. It says, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, if any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, look at that. Not he that believeth on me as he wants to. He that believeth upon me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost 
was not yet given because that Jesus was not yet glorified. My God, Jesus waited until the sixth day of the feast. Come on, somebody. I'm sorry, the last day of the feast. Six days of holy convocation. The seventh day was the great day of the feast, and that was the day that he got up. Six days of holy convocation where they fasted. On the last day was the day of the feast where all kinds of meat and drink was on the table. And that's when he got up and said, if any man thirst. What do you mean? The table is spread with all kinds of drink, all type of meat. If any man thirst. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about this here. My God, he told the woman at the well, I have water. That if you drink it, you'll never thirst again. She said, sir, give me up this water. Come on, somebody. My God. He was speaking of the Holy Ghost. My God. Um, that once we receive it, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Body of water does not get the designation, designation river, unless there's been a hundred year um, flood study and it don't dry up. Never get the designation of river. That's the very definition of it. It does not dry up. Streams, creeks, ponds, puddles. They dry up. <clears throat> Come on, somebody. You can have a low spot in your yard, and when you get a lot of water, a lot of rain, you get a puddle in your yard, and after a while, it's all gone. But he said, when you receive this, out of your belly shall flow rivers. Multiple life-giving streams of water. Come on, somebody. My God. This he spake of the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Once we receive of him, we have multiple streams of life-giving, life-sustaining water. Come on, somebody. My God. Uh, when the United States is going and looking at different planets, one of them being Mars, Come on, somebody. They're not looking for aliens, <laughs> monsters, rocket ships and battleships and Star Wars and all of that. No, no, no. They're looking for water. Anytime you find water, you got life. Mm. Come on, somebody. Without water, there is no life. Life cannot be sustained without water. So if we do an exploration of Mars, if we find water, that planet can sustain and, and has life already. We may not be able to see it, but it's there. Come on, somebody. God is saying, once you receive his spirit out of your belly, 
shall be multiple streams of life-giving, life-sustaining water. My God, you cannot give what you have not received. Hmm. Come on, somebody. My God. You cannot give what you have not received. We talked about the Dead Sea. Uh, the selenium level. It's, it's, it's got so much salt in it. It kills everything it comes in contact with. It cannot sustain life. Everything that it comes in contact with dies. My God. And we read in Revelation where that water is going to flow from the sanctuary. Among somebody. And that dead sea, that dead water is going to be made live again. It's going to be given life-giving, life-sustaining water. But right now, it's the Dead Sea. I'm on somebody. My God. But as saints of God, we are life-giving, life-sustaining. I'm on somebody. Rivers. Look at uh, John 4 and 10. I talked about the woman at the well. John 4 and 10. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Bring me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee, what? Living water. My God. It is the gift of God. Come on, somebody. Springing up, she said, Sir, this well is deep. And you don't have nothing to draw with. Oh, come on, somebody. You won't have to have nothing to pump or pry this water. It's springing up unto everlasting life. Life-giving, life-sustaining water. Come on, somebody. My God. Our message is urgent. My God, we're facing a, a sick and dying world, a, a world that have lost hope. A lot of people are very anxious. They don't know what to do. They don't know what's happening. They're seeing leadership go crazy. My God, grown men and women that will lie. The Bible said they're calling right, wrong, and wrong, right. That's what the scripture says. And who could put their faith in Congress? Who could put their faith in the Senate? Who could put their faith in the government? The only place that we can put our, our faith and trust in is God. Among somebody, the giver of life. And what's dwelling on the inside of us? 
There ought to be an urgency of now. Somebody, somebody is dying. And you have life-giving, life-sustaining water on the inside of you. My God, a word. My God. That can save the sin-sick soul. She said, sir, give me of this water. Mm. <clears throat> My God. And when the Lord ministered unto her, she ran back to the city. And as a result, the multitude. The disciples went and didn't bring nobody. She went and brought the multitude back. Probably because they knew of her history, her past, her background. They overcame him by the testimony of the saints and the blood of the lamb. You know, sometimes people are ashamed of where God brought you from. Mm. You won't tell what God delivered you from. Well, I don't want them to think, you know, this of me, and I don't want them to think that of me. Listen, my God. Somebody said, ain't that the, the home wrecker? The husband snatcher? All kinds of, she said, listen, there's a man at the well. Woo, my God. He looked beyond my fault and saw my need. Come on, somebody. You looked at me and you saw my faults. Come on, somebody. You looked at me and you saw my failures. But my God, he saw the best. He saw the best. My God, when I had become something else, he still knew who. I had lost myself in my whatness, but he still remembered my who-ness. She said, our fathers worship in these mountains. She was referring to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but she had lost her identity as a Jew and had become a woman of Samaria because of her intermingling with the foreigners. But Jesus came by and said, I haven't forgot who you are. Your witness changed you. Come on, somebody. My God. But I haven't forgot who you are. Come on, somebody. My God, you ought to be glad. That's We're going to end this here. We're going to end this here. Uh, but it's a clarion call, saints. It's a clarion call. Amen. Let us finish the work. Amen. There's a work for each and every one of us to do. And I want to encourage you, let us be about the Father's business. A clarion call is a very clear message or instruction of what action is needed. Let us go out. Let us go out and share this lifeline with everybody you come in contact with. With. Amen.
May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer. If you're under the sound of my voice, you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name. You haven't been filled with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. I would encourage you to call me. Call me tonight, 734-477-6891. Call me tonight, 734-477-6891. Leave a message. We will call you back. One of the ministers on staff will call you. Return your call and share with you what thus saith the Lord. He said, except a man be born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. There on somebody. Jesus is telling us how to get to his house. If Jesus tells me how to get to his house, why would I take anybody else's word for it? Especially if they're saying something different than what Jesus said. You know Jesus know where his house is and what it takes to get into it. My God, except the man be born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter, come on somebody, into the kingdom of God. I want you to call us. We will share with you, pray with you, meet you, baptize you in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. And a great big God, his name is Jesus, will fill you with his spirit by the evidence of speaking in other tongues. Come on somebody, as the spirit of God gives the utterance. We can't give it to you. Can't coach you. Can't coach you. My God, it comes from God himself. And he writes your name in the Lamb's book of life. If you haven't had that experience, call me. 734-477-6891. May God bless you. May God keep you is our prayer.